Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of the Diacast. My name is Kost and I'm joined here today by Adi and Brent. Today is April 25th, 2018 and um, it's been a while. We actually intended on recording this episode um, on March 7th, but uh, yeah, we didn't. <laughs> so here we are. Almost May. Almost May, that's right. Um, but before we start, I'm going to ask the same question I always do. What's your BG right now? Mine's 159, 8.8 in the other units. I'm 233, which is 12.9. I'm at 11.8 right now, which is 213. So I guess Adi is our official winner this time. Hey, so what do we got to talk about today? Oh, we have some cool topics to talk about today. Um, first off, we're going to talk about living with other diabetics, because Adi, you visited me um, in the Netherlands early March. Um, I have a few opinions about that, and I'm sure you have some yourself too. Brent switched to the Metronic 670G with the accompanying um, Guardian sensor, and he's going to talk a bit about um, the differences between the Guardian 3 sensor and the Dexcom G5, and also about his experience on the 670G. I've been using the Dexcom G5 for the last month after being uh, after having used the Enlight for. Um, the past one and a half years and I'd like to talk about that the differences that I've noticed and the um, advantages and disadvantages of both the systems and last but not least Adi um, you're going to a microbiome trial so the first topic is that Adi visited me in the Netherlands about um, two months ago now and um, well we hung out had a great time but we also got some opinions about living with other diabetics. Yeah, you start. Yeah, so the first thing that was interesting when we went out to dinner, um, when you just arrived the first evening together with your parents and your sister, was um, the first time in my life that I was sitting at a table in a restaurant with people that weren't my own family, um, where not everyone was staring at me while I was checking my BG. <laughs> so that was uh, surprisingly nice. Because usually there's like this one guy staring at you like... Stop it, what are you doing? Stop stop stabbing yourself. Then the entire table sort of like quiets down as you perform the ritual. What was also nice was how um, interested your parents were in like the differences between our setups, like different pump, different sensor. Um, I have a open APS. Big box, it looks like a bomb. I'm always afraid that people think I have a bomb with me when I open it up anywhere. Something else that was really nice is that um, sometimes I need my mom to help me, uh, for example, with sensor insertions in hard-to-reach places. And usually I have to show her a 15-minute video explaining the process every time, which gets pretty annoying. And it was just super convenient to have you right there uh, knowing how it all works and just putting the sensor in real quick so we're done in like a few minutes instead of half an hour. In your arm for the first time? Yeah, my arm for the first time. And I actually haven't put it in uh, any other location than my arm since then. I really like it. But the biggest thing, I think, is in the small things. Like, for example, um, when I'm low with my parents, I'll tell them and they'll be like, oh yeah, here's some food, fine. But it's different uh, when it's with someone who actually knows the feeling. Um, especially low, I think, is a difficult feeling to explain to people. And... Is different with you there, um, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, I was gonna get to that too. Um, 
I, I have been with other diabetics. Like I, I was at a diabetes camp this one summer. It was horrible. Don't ever do that. <laughs> they, they woke us up at like 2 a.m. to check our BGs. Why? Ew. So, um, I, I think the, the difference between being with a diabetic and n- being with a non-diabetic when you have low sugar is that diabetics know how you feel when you have low sugar and they understand like the semi-urgency of the situation just to get the feeling away not even if it's dangerous if it's like just a bit low yeah but even if it's a bit low you get that horrible feeling of low right yeah definitely so that's like i think the one thing diabetics understand that non-diabetics just kind of don't i like the way how we both had gluco tabs on us and just offer them whenever someone said that they're low uh you carry them around all the time but yes you had some too didn't you I didn't have a backpack. I was out with my coat and you took a backpack ever because you had to take your bomb. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's it, I I think. Just the knowing of how shitty it is and the the mindset of let's fix this. Uh, don't wait till we get home. Let's just fix this now because it's shitty. Yeah, that's the difference, I think. Like your parents, they care, obviously, but they don't know how it feels. They don't get it. Yeah, they don't get it. Um... And it was cool to see her Omnipod, which was much smaller than I expected it to be. PDM is bigger than everyone thinks. The pod itself is smaller than everyone thinks. Yeah, the PDM is large. It's just because of the casing. I don't think I took it off to show you. Yeah, you had it in this ridiculous rubber case all the time. Yeah, it, it's the only one that's available here. Oh, okay. I'll, I can send a picture later for the show notes if you want. Yeah, do that. Take a picture on and off, then you can see the huge difference it makes. Um, in addition to that, I felt that, like, when I was around a diabetic, say, eating lunch or dinner or anything, actually, I felt a bit more aware for the carbs I was eat like, to the carbs I was eating. I felt like I should be controlling it better, because I, you know, don't want to make a bad impression on, like, someone that you're a horrible diabetic constantly. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, if you felt that way, you didn't show it. Yeah, yeah, it's because I was really trying. I'm usually horrible. No, what I mean is you didn't show that you felt that way. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> with all those toe waffles. That's that's true, but they were just way too good to pass up. And j- just like kind of living with a diabetic for a bit made me be a better diabetic. Also afterwards, I kept keeping, like I kept those, like the things I did right. Well, I'm very glad that I was a good influence on you. Thank you. I switched to the 670G in the beginning of March. And it was pretty cool. Uh, I... I didn't have a trainer or anything. I just did it all myself. And like, I didn't get the Guardian 3 when I got the pump. I got it a day after. So uh, when I got that, I like started auto mode as soon as I could. And uh, I had the Dexcom G5 as well as the Guardian. And I was like comparing them. And obviously the G5 is known to be more accurate and it was way more accurate. Yeah, was it much better than the um, Guardian? Uh, like, when you first put it on, it's like it's pretty much the same, but when it's like halfway through the week, it gets worse. The G5 stays accurate longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the auto mode, I don't know, it's super annoying because, like, I know you have to calibrate like 4.6 times a day or something like that. 4.6? Yeah, that's what my doctor said. <laughs> what kind of number is that? I don't know. I thought the Guardian was the same as the Enlight that I use, where it's just once uh, every 12 hours. Yeah. But with the auto mode, you have to, like, 
do all that. Oh, right. And it has to do the math because it's FDA approved or whatnot. It has to be FDA approved. Uh, but like when I wake up in the mornings, like it usually turns off because it's like, oh, you got to calibrate, but you haven't done it in a while. So I'm just going to turn off now. It's like it goes off at like two in the morning. Sometimes it woke me up. Ew. It's super annoying. But then what was the last time that you calibrated before this happened? I don't know, like maybe 10, 30 or something like that when I go to bed. Yeah, wait, does it go off of auto mode if your glucose gets too unstable or just too long from a different calibration? Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, it kicks you out when you're too high for too long, but... That's... wait, what? Counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like made to not do that? If if it like tries to correct your highs and it doesn't and it just can't, then it just gives up. Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, I guess it makes sense if it sees your high and it keeps giving you insulin and you don't go down. Yeah, it might be dangerous. It might figure, hey, maybe this sensor is wrong, so I'll stop giving him insulin before he goes low. Yeah. Might be some FDA approval um, safety feature. But overall, which sensor do you think you'd like more if it weren't for auto mode kicking you out every so often? Probably the G5. <laughs> yeah, based on what I've heard, I uh, I can't imagine that. Yeah. Um, which pump that you have before again? Uh, the Animus Vibe. And I got a free upgrade to the 670G. I guess we can finally say that it was Animus Fold that your pump drowned. Yeah, because they're closing down so we can say that. <laughs> Actually, I, th I think they're just stopping pump production. I think the company still exists. Yeah, that's support for existing customers, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that's my experience. So, final judgment. Do you like the 670G? Yeah, I like it. It's it's nice, especially like with the the wave bolus and whatnot when auto mode's off. Wait, didn't your Animus have that? Wait, what's wave bolus versus... Wait. You mean square wave and dual wave, Adi? Oh, okay, I get it. Those are pretty useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that on different pumps, they're just called different things. Yeah, it's on, on the Omnipod, it's called an extended bolus. And, like, I recently got an A1C check, and, like, my last one was 7.3, and then the one I just got is uh, 6.8, so... Nice. Nice. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking at the difference between a, a dual wave and a square bolus, and, like, the Omnipod just asks you how much you want a bolus right now, and how much you want to keep for later so i can kind of choose yeah the difference between dual wave and square wave is that with dual wave you can choose uh, part of your bonus up front while with square wave it's all spread out yeah i, I can choose none up front on the omnipod and then i'll be like a square wave didn't your old animus have that uh no it didn't no extended bolses no if, and if it did i i didn't know about it i used my extended bonuses so often before i got open aps which i got trained on the pump or on that pump, not on the 670G, so... Do you feel like it would have been better if you did get training? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe, like, at the first start, but I got the hang of it pretty quick. Um, like, after I got everything set up, like, auto mode and whatnot, um, I got a call from uh, Med Medtronic. It was, like, a request, my request for more information. It was weird, because I, like already had the pump and whatnot and then a few days later i got a call from them again 
about like they need to send a trainer or whatnot or something. I don't know. I remember when I got my first Medtronic pump uh, nine years ago, I wasn't allowed to use it until I got the training. I got my pump at the same time I got my training, but I was at my I was at my endo. Like they gave me my pump, and the guy who gave me my pump was a representative from. Oh okay, yeah, my pump was mailed to me, and then the next day, um, this training lady came over to my house to um, explain everything. Cool. So, do you have anything more to add, Brent? Uh, just like dumb features, like the same issue on, that I had on the Animus, like when I'm going to Bose. Mm-hmm. It's it alerts me that I'm high, like as I'm. Oh yeah, and then it throws you out. Yeah, and then you have to redo everything, and then sometimes it just randomly beeps. I don't know why. Pay attention to that. See if it's uh, only once every hour, because I know my pump um, beeps at the start of every hour when I have a temporary basal running. Ah. Um, maybe the same might be the case when you have auto mode turned on. Oh right, my that explains mine too. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, my, my, the Omnipod has um, a speaker in the pod and a speaker in the PDM. So It's so obnoxiously loud, too. How do you know? <laughs> you mean except for the week that you were here? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> How often did... Oh, right, when I had to change my pump, it beeped really hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, for example, when, my pump, when I need to change my pump, because, like, you take off the whole pod and then you put a new one on, they're all disposable, and um, they beep separately, and... If you leave the PDM far away, then it'll it'll beep and the pod will beep on you. So you have to like run to the pod to make sure it's not annoying anyone. Especially in class, it's really annoying because I have to like whip the pump out of my bag and then like quickly go to the menu and then press OK, 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 OK. So, so it stops beeping really loud. Yeah, it's really loud. But I can imagine why loud alarms would be useful, of course. Oh, that's really useful, yeah. Like, um, for my pump, when it um, alerts me that I'm low at night, I don't wake up because I just don't hear the alarm. It's, like, the quietest thing there is. But, like, yours obnoxiously loud. Like, seriously, seriously loud. Yeah, for a sensor, that'd be really annoying, but for a pump, it's fine. Yeah, I guess it's important to know on a pump, like, when your incident isn't working. This episode of the Diacast is brought to you by our amazing patrons at patreon.com slash diacast we really appreciate their support which helps us bring you this podcast usually every month we've got a few awesome perks you can choose from if you do decide to support us um you can check them all out at patreon.com slash diacast all the rewards starting at just one dollar every episode gets you a special color in our discord server which you can join by going to discord.gg slash diabetes uh, the $3 reward gives you access to a patron-only audio feed on Patreon, which gives you like bonus content like unedited, epi- unedited episodes, special outtakes. You can get a little sneak peek of what's to come in the future episodes. Um, for $10, you can listen to us live while we're recording. You'll also be able to see the text channel that we chat in during recording, where we convert blood sugar and also chat with other people at the same rank. Uh, for $15 an episode, you can be able to type in the live channel so we can see what you're saying to us while we're recording and comment about it. Uh, if you want to sign up to be a patron, uh, visit patreon.com slash diecast or la- click the link in the, so- in the show notes. Uh, these perks are all on our Discord server, which you can find at discord.gg slash diabetes. Uh, we're a community of 
over 500 members now, most of which are diabetics. Uh, you can join in for whatever reason you want. We can talk about diabetes, recipes, video games, or whatever else. Uh, once again, that's discord.gg slash diabetes and patreon.com slash diacast. Cass, you tried a Dexcom. I did. So I got four Dexcom sensors and a transmitter from a friend about a month ago. And um, I came in with an expectation of terrible, terrible pain because, I mean, if you've ever seen the insertion device, I think you can figure out why. Oh my god. Oh, it looks like a doomsday device going under your skin. It really does. But you know what the thing is? I, so I expected it to hurt really bad, um, but it doesn't. I just inserted my um, fourth and final one, and on none of the insertions I felt any pain. Like, of course, I would feel the prick of it going in, but it didn't hurt as I expected. Um, and also the manual insertion just isn't as bad as I thought it would be. I expected it to, like, hurt more, and then I would stop, and there would be, like, a needle half inserted. But I actually inserted it by accident once, by just how easy it went. When I put it on, it really hurts. Always? Yeah, I'm just not very fat. I don't have Am any I? fat. No, you're not fat, but, like... I'm extremely underweight. Oh, I see how it is. You're just I'm calling getting. me fat. No! It's designed for normal people, and I'm extremely underweight, so it just, like, kind of goes into muscle all the time, and then it really hurts. That's why MDI was a pain, and I stopped. Literally a pain, get it? Oh, yeah, that's annoying. So, yeah, the insertion is much less of a horror thing than I expected it to be, and it looks way cooler, which is something that I, for some reason, care about. And it's also a lot smaller than I expected. Like, from all the pictures I saw, I expected it to be huge. But it's actually not that bad. I mean, it's still slightly larger than the end light, I think. But it's way smaller than most of the pictures make it seem. The, the one thing I like about the Guardian uh, is you can charge it. <laughs> yeah, it's rechargeable, but still it only lasts like nine months before you have to replace it. Because every time you charge it, it like loses capacity, I guess. Um, so after about nine months, in my experience, I've had to just replace it because it wouldn't work anymore. Really? Mine lives, mine lived for like a year. Yeah, they do replacements every year. Yeah, they're supposed to last a year, but mine never did. No, like it, it lived until I switched it out for the Libra. Yeah, what it is is after a while, I would uh, randomly lose connection for a few minutes. It would still work. It would still like measure my BG, but it wouldn't connect to the pump. And um, I hate gaps in my data, even if it was just five minutes. And since it's covered by warranty anyway, might as well just replace it. Yeah. What I did notice is that the accuracy, especially at the start, is terrible. Um, like just now I replaced my sensor, uh, like, what is it? Eight hours ago. And I started it four hours ago. Um, I calibrated at 4.1, which is 74 when I was stable. And right when the calibration um, like got accepted, it just showed me going straight down and gave me all kinds of alarms that are low and buzzing in my pocket and being just a total nuisance. Um, so I waited a while, then calibrated again at 5.5, which is 100. And it made me go straight up, like I just had all the candy in the world. Um, and then two hours, like I decided to just ignore it because it was obviously wrong. And then two hours later, I uh, got a notification from XDrip saying, hey, you can calibrate now to improve performance. And then finally it became accurate. So 
it took like four hours to like actually give me a valid reading. Well, with the analyte, I um, always get good accuracy right after the first um, calibration. After the first day, it uh, became way more accurate, fortunately. I um, didn't really notice any miscalibrations. And in the beginning, I also still had my analyte sensor in. And um, both their graphs seem to be pretty much the same. Now, the analyte's only supposed to last six days. And I can see why they say that. Because after the six day, you can make it last longer. But I've never had uh, very reliable readings uh, while trying this. Well, the Dexcom is officially supposed to last seven, I think. And it lasts two weeks while still staying uh, more accurate than the analyte would be on the seventh day. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's why I like the Dexcom more. And also, at least with Xtrip, I haven't used the official Dexcom receiver because I don't have one. Um, the cool thing is uh, the calibrations, they're really nice. You can, um, I have a Bluetooth meter that connects to my phone and it can automatically calibrate when it gets a reading and it thinks it's um, stable enough to calibrate. But also you can go back and remove calibrations that were wrong. So, for example, if you calibrate without washing your hands, you can just remove it. Um, I'm not sure if this is an option with the default reader, but it isn't with the N-Lite as far as I know. So calibrating is a bit more casual where I can just do it and then if I notice it's wrong, I can just go back and remove it. That's another thing, calibrating with the Guardian 3. Uh, it takes forever on the like 670G. It takes maybe like 15 minutes to calibrate or like 10 minutes to calibrate. Yeah, the official um, delay, um, at least for the analyte that I have, is 30 minutes. Um, I think it's usually actually 20 minutes where I can see calibrations taking effect. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure about the Guardian. It might be 10, but... What the difference is, I think, is um, the Dexcom is also 10. But if you calibrate using Xdrip, Xdrip will uh, retroactively like adjust your graph to make it connect to the calibration point. Yeah. Like it'll slightly bend it or move it up or down so you get like one straight line instead of a gap in it. So it isn't as obvious that the delay is there. Um, Medtronic doesn't do this, so that's why um, you see the delay on your 670G. But I think... The Dexcom has the same delay, actually. One thing that is annoying about uh, it not being connected to my pump is that I always need to have my phone on me. Uh, especially at work, I'm not supposed to have my phone in my pocket. Um, I mean, I do, but I'm not supposed to. <laughs> so that's kind of annoying. But also, especially at night. Um, for example, sometimes I go downstairs to like to pee or for whatever reason, and I'll need to take my phone with me so I don't miss reading. Because like I said earlier, I despise having missed readings so i'll walk downstairs to pee and bring my phone with me just so it stays connected to the sensor because the dexcom doesn't have any internal memory as far as i know and also this is kind of related to the insertion is um like dexcom is supposed to last seven days and i'm sure it will using the default sticky pad that comes with it um but the friend of mine that gave me the sensors also brought some skin tech with me He's like the master of long wear. He'll wear a Dexcom sensor for two to three weeks easy, which is impressive, I think. Um, so he brought Skintech with him. I'd never used it before. I Like I heard people say it was powerful, but damn. Like I put Skintech on the adhesive pad, little white thing from the Dexcom. 
and it stuck on there good like even after the two weeks and i wanted to remove it it hurt really bad to just pull it off like my skin's still red now and like it stuck so hard i actually had tears in my eyes when i pulled it off just from like the immense stickiness of it have you ever used skin tech eddie uh skin tech no but i have a box now so i might use it i i, I have i have no reason to because kinesio just works yeah the thing is i don't like having to tape it over because it gets all sticky um i i okay i'm i'm in this loop right you you tape over it once and then there's a lot of glue residue and then if you put it under your like sleeve then it sticks to the sleeve and you have to put something over it so it doesn't be sticky right and then you're in an infinite loop of putting the covering of tape Oh, I actually have a good solution for you. Um, yeah, the, the punch, I know. No, not the punch, just wash it. Wash? Well, like, with alcohol wipes. Oh, alcohol. Yeah, no, don't wash it, but yeah, it's just, it cleans it off real well. Yeah, but I can't be bothered. I always clean off uh, the sensor, also the end light transmitter, because I hate having uh, sticky residue on it. Yeah. One issue I did have with the Dexcom that I haven't noticed with the end light as much is when I'm changing really fast, like going up real fast or going down real fast, it like goes to those three question marks and just doesn't say anything for two hours. Oh, that's that's just noise. It means it's unsure. And it doesn't want to show you something wrong. Yeah, but I don't ever get that with the N-Light. It seems to be super accurate for the the entire six days. On Xtrip, you can, you can make it show no- noisy values instead of question marks, and then it just shows you a little warning and the value. Yeah, I did change that setting, but... Um, Sometimes uh, I can see them changing really fast, and then it just doesn't display anything. It's like the Dexcom isn't sending any data to Xtrip. Like, there's no question marks, it's just nothing for two hours. That's a G... Wait, you have a G5? Yeah. Yeah, that's a G5 problem. If you go to... I'll just talk to you about this later, whatever. Okay. And one very specific thing uh, about the actual thing you insert, like little carriage where you stick the transmitter when it's done, is... There's a hinge in there. Oh my god. Why is there a hinge in there? There's a hinge in there. Okay, I'll explain. So, the insertion mechanism has to disconnect somehow. And someone at Dexcom was like, I know, let's put a hinge in it. And then we can pull it back, and then it'll go out, right? That, that'll that work well. But they sort of overlooked the fact that the, the needle inside your body is connected to the hinge. Um, I think I'm talking about something else. Um, I currently have the insertion device in front of me that I um, used today. Uh-huh. Um, for some reason, I reset it to its original state. I'm not sure why. Um, but when I disconnect the um, like the needle part from the, the carriage thing, the hinge stays flat. It doesn't go up. So I don't see why a hinge would help in taking it out because it obviously doesn't do anything. Wait, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, the thing with the two black dots. Yeah. Yeah, that... Yeah, I know that. Yeah, it hinges up. Why does it do that? Oh, it, it, it does that so it can make the best contact it can with the transmitter. It sort of applies a bit of upward pressure onto it so the pads stay on it all the time. But why would you need a hinge for that? Uh... If any Dexcom engineers listening to this, please let me know because this is infuriating. Like, you don't even get how annoying this is to me. I think the G6, uh, G6 changes everything. They, they, already, they already changed it. The G6 is like the Libre, but like implemented BlueCon. That's the one you don't have to calibrate, right? No calibrations, two weeks, um, good inserter. I'm not sure how I feel about going back to like a spring-loaded inserter ever after having used Dexcom for a month. Because I actually 
like the manual insertion more than I thought I would. Yeah, me too. I I I despise it because it hurts a bit. I I have the tendency to stop sometimes in the middle. The first one I kind of accidentally inserted, like I was just resting my thumb on the uh, the plunger, and um, I don't know somehow managed to push it in. Like even though I thought I was just resting it on there, um, so I finished the insertion without really noticing it. And um, yeah, I think that explains uh, how little pain I feel from it. Okay, anyway, so Adi, you're going to a microbiome trial, right? Yeah, I just googled it. <laughs> Apparently it's called um, gut flora or gut microbiota. Uh-huh. It's pretty much the the big old pile of bacteria and stuff inside of your gut. Right, right. That takes the food, decomposes it, and like sort of farts out vitamins. Um, not exactly farts out vitamins. Like it converts the food into something you can put in your blood, right? Right. Like glucose. So um, I'm going to a trial soon that will um, sort of analyze my body and then give me a result of what foods affect me how exactly. Like there's a glycemic glycemic index. Uh-huh. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Of like how fast different foods decompose into glucose in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's fairly accurate, but it still changes between people according to the like type of, yeah, like w- where the carb comes from. Yeah. Like fruits are faster than French fries, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was told that raw, like not raw, just potatoes are not very good, but they're better than bread for me. Though they're usually worse, I'm pretty sure, but they're, be- they're better than a lot of things. Like they're better than... Bread and potatoes are both pretty good for me, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. Bread's also pretty good. Um, but even though I was told it's horrible, don't eat it. It's really bad by this like nutrition guy. I don't like him very much. Nutritionist. I, I don't know why I listen to him. Yeah. So what they do is they give me different foods like just raw glucose or sometimes bread and sometimes bread with butter, and then they analyze me and then they like after two weeks they come back with a nice little sheet of what I can eat. So, um, I will probably get a picture of that once that's done. Um, so basically what they do is they send you like an ideal meal composition thing. Yeah. Like I- ideal meals for every meal in the day, probably. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's basically weird. if you follow that plan, your BG is going to be a lot more stable, I guess. It- it'll be practically like eating keto, I think. Oh, damn. Like, really, like, low to no carb, because the carbs just decompose so slowly, I can probably, like, extended bolus for all my food, or just up my basil a bit and then be fine. Okay, I'm really interested in the results of this once you get them. Yeah, me too. So, when is this trial? Yeah, this trial, yeah, it's a bit weird. I can kind of just go to them whenever I want and be like, I want to start now. Oh. And that, because it's, it's from my home, I don't go, I only go to the to the research center, like, three times like once in the start once in the middle once at the end it's two weeks and other than that they just give me meals and then i eat them at home and then log exactly what i eat for the two weeks and when and how much i bolus for it and that but other than that i really don't do anything could you try and do it before the next yeah. podcast because i'm really interested to hear your results i want to i really want to but i have a lot of tests coming up Pfft, tests school what's more important your life or this podcast 
uh, my life. Okay, well, I tried. Podcast is my life. Thanks for listening, my dudes. <laughs> Thanks for watching. This episode of the Diecast is brought to you by our awesome Patreon. Oh, fuck.